Welcome all, welcome all, episode number 10 of The Clutch. I'm really excited about this one. We have a lot to talk about. As we see the headliner right here, Nikhil Harry wants out of New England. We're going to talk about the NBA Finals, the Red Sox West Coast Strip, how to win three and three. They just lost not even a couple minutes ago today. So now they are three and three on their West Coast trip. But right now, let's talk about the important stuff in New England. Nikhil Harry wants out of New England, and I can't be much happier than to hear this news right now. Because here's the thing. I haven't been liking Nikhil Harry. He's not been a great wide receiver for the New England Patriots. I'm glad to ship him off. See ya. Sayonara. Don't let the head hit you. Or you split you. Because here's the thing. Nikhil Harry was a bust for the New England Patriots. He was not that great. He wasn't even good. We should have drafted DK Metcalf over Nikhil Harry. That was a bad draft choice by Bill Belichick. One. Two. I don't know what teams are going to want him because he hasn't been great the past couple of years when he was playing for the New England Patriots, which is fantastic. What team could want him? I don't know. He could possibly go to Cincinnati. Let him go to the Washington football team. Why don't you? But I've never been much happier to hear this news as a New England Patriots sports fan right now because Nikhil Harry, he wasn't going to be our number one this year. No way in heck would that would have happened. Right now, he definitely would have been probably Bourne or maybe Myers. Jacoby Myers. I think, you know, Jacoby Myers outperformed Nikhil Harry in training camps. And, you know, not even a month away. And here's the thing. Probably Nikhil Harry knew that he was going to be released. I saw it coming. Probably the whole Patriots nation saw it coming. So kudos to Nikhil Harry to finally wanting out of New England. We'll probably get a draft pick in return, which is great. Fantastic. Sayonara. Great. See you later, Nikhil. We won't miss you because wherever you go, if you surprise and shock the league, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks. They need some young depth and wide receiver, so why not take Nikhil Harry? Him and DK Metcalf could be two of the great wide receiver combos together. They were in the same draft class, so why not send Nikhil Harry over to Seattle and get a lovely draft pick in return? Why not do that? It would be a fantastic idea. I don't want him in New England ever again. Mr. Drops a lot. Mr. Fumbles a lot. I can't stay healthy. But we're going to be fine at wide receiver depth because we got Bourne. We got Aguilar. We got Myers, we got Zuber, we got the guy from uh, the Lions that we got. We got a lot of options. We got Trey Nixon. I think he could be cut, but I feel like the Patriots, they did fantastic during the offseason. Don't get me wrong. I'm really happy about how well the Patriots did this offseason. I would have never expected them to do this exact well in this offseason. We're getting born, Harry, you know. John Smith, it was like Christmas, Aguilar, Matthew Judon getting Kyle Van Noy back. I'm really pumped. I'm really excited to see what the Patriots can do. And seeing this news right here that Nikhil Harry wants to be out of New England, it's like Christmas all over again. I want him out. He hasn't been performing well for the Patriots. 
at all in his two or three year stint here in New England. You know, I think Tom Brady was a little bit too hard on the kill, and maybe Cam Newton was a little bit soft, so maybe that's why he was just like, eh, I want a new system. I want to play for someone that can actually probably win you a couple games, a.k.a. the playoffs. You know, will the Patriots be playoff bound? That's another question to answer later. But, you know, Nikhil, Harry, am I going to miss him? I am never going to miss this sorry butt receiver for the New England Patriots. Couldn't be much happier. I mean, I think the best fit for him to go to would be the Washington football team. It would be a great stint for him to go there with Ryan Fitzpatrick, with Curtis Samuel, with Adam Humphreys, with all the great talent they have there, excuse me, at wide receiver. So why not him go to a contender like the Washington football team? Because I think in all seriousness – in the NFC, I think the Washington football team will win the East. Yeah, you got the Cowboys, you got the Giants, Eagles. They're going to be in last place, I'm sorry to say. Yeah, they got a great draft with Devonta Smith. Kudos to him. He's doing a great job right now. But um, here's the thing. I think that, you know, and I really hope he does well, you know, Nikhil Harry. I wish him nothing but the best. I wish him nothing but good kudos. He did a decent job here, but, you know, we all remember the infamous play of Nikhil Harry stepping out of bounds against the Kansas City Chiefs at Gillette Stadium. But I don't know which team's going to want him. What team will want a decent kind of wide receiver? If he reminds you of an NFL player, I don't know who he reminds me of. I'm trying to think of, you know, a decent NFL kind of, like, you know, slot receiver that, Kind of reminds me of him, but I, I really can't think of anything better for Nikhil Harry because he hasn't been that great of a wide receiver for the New England New England Patriots. He really hasn't been. He's been the biggest bust here in New England, and I'm glad he's on. I don't know any team in the AFC East wants him, in the AFC West, maybe the Seahawks. I don't think the Dolphins would probably want to pertain a guy, a wide receiver like him, but they need some wide receiver hell. All they have is Miller and Devontae Parker, so why not him sign with a team like that or get traded to a team like that? But I can't see Nikhil Harry, you know, going to pick up the phone and be like, oh, we, we need this guy. We need this bus for the Patriots. No. Nikhil Harry has been a sorry butt receiver for the New England Patriots. He's been injury-prone. He's been dropping a lot of balls. You know, yes, he has a couple touchdowns here and there. Yeah, kudos to him. But he hasn't been the wide receiver that Belichick wanted to draft, you know, a couple of years ago. So I'm glad Nikhil Harry is out of New England. Great for Nikhil. I think that, you know, the Patriots, it's going to be tough to try to trade him. He could possibly sit out the season if he, you know, knowing that he doesn't want to play for the New England Patriots, you know, let him be. Let him go fly off somewhere else. Maybe Atlanta needs him. Maybe he could be the next possible Julio Jones. I don't know. I could be possibly wrong. I could be possibly right. But Nikhil Harry's situation right now is not looking good because, you know, no NFL team will probably want him. It's sorry to see this as an NFL player, as an NFL team. No one wants a sorry ass receiver as Nikhil Harry. He's not good. 
no one's going to pick up the phone and say, hey, I want him, except if you're probably Jacksonville, maybe Cincinnati, someone who's desperate for wide receivers, unlike the Patriots. Yes, we have some great wide receivers, but the Kill Harry's options are not good out there. They really aren't. So I don't think that Nikhil Harry will find a team to start training camp. Maybe it could happen. Maybe it could not. But I think that it's going to be a you know tough situation. But off the Nikhil Harry situation here, we're, we're going to talk about a quick NBA stint right here. Where will Ben Simmons go? I've been hearing lots of talk of, of you know, the 76ers doing a trade with the Portland Trailblazers. You know, maybe that could be a little mix-up there. But, you know, I don't see Ben Simmons being traded this instance, not during the NBA Finals. But don't worry, Ben Simmons will get traded. He won't be on the team anymore come next season. He'll probably be on a contender team, maybe like Portland. Maybe they'll trade him. Maybe Boston could be another possible, you know, opportunity. You know, trade in Marcus Smart for Ben Simmons because I think Ben Simmons—he's a talented young player. Don't get me wrong with that. He's—he has amazing talent. You know, unlike in the playoffs this year, but I think Ben Simmons could go to a contender. The Celtics, the Portland Trailblazers. I don't—I don't know about the Phoenix Suns with the Chris Paul situation that they're having right now, and he's looking amazing. We can talk about Chris Paul later on in the show, but I think Ben Simmons. I think the two teams that he gets traded to. It could be a possibility, the Boston Celtics and the Portland Trailblazers, because I've been hearing that the 76ers, they're big on Dame time. So I think that it could be a possibility that Damian Lillard could be a 76er come this offseason. And I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. Because here's the thing. Are the 76ers different for, for point guard? I think so. Yes, the, the 76ers could be possibly be looking for a point guard in Damian Lillard. Because if they get a very talented veteran point guard in Damian Lillard, I think that makes them maybe front runners for an NBA title come next season. Because Ben Simmons could be involved in the trade. Maybe they get, you know, uh, CJ McCollum in return. They they trade for Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum. They could send over Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, Seibel, that guy, Maxi. So it could be a very interesting situation here for Ben Simmons and the 76ers. But you can bet that he's not hes not going to be on the team next season. He really isn't. It's not working out great for him, for Ben Simmons and the 76ers ever since the playoffs. I mean, once you bench your starting point guard where there's 12 seconds left in the fourth quarter of an important playoff game, that's when you know that a team is definitely moving on from your starter. I mean, that's really sad. And I think Ben Simmons has a lot of hype. I think he can perform into a really good point guard. I really see, you know, stuff like that happening for Ben Simmons and the 76ers. But it seems like the 76ers will be possibly moving on from him this offseason. Could he be traded to Portland? I think that's the obvious solution for the 76ers. I think if they want to get CJ McCollum in return, you're going to have to trade, you know, Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons and send in some draft picks in return. So I, I, I know for a fact that Ben Simmons will not be on the 76ers roster come next season. It could be Damian Lillard. 
be the point guard for the 76ers, but I hope that doesn't happen. Knowing me, a big Celtics fan right here, I think that Dame Dime comes here to Boston. I think we trade away Marcus Smart, maybe throw in Tristan Thompson in the deal too. Maybe we can get C.J. McCollum, but if we get C.J. McCollum, then that means we're going to throw in maybe Jalen Brown. Is C.J. McCollum worthy of a Jalen Brown trade? It's iffy right now. I want to see the Celtics lose Jalen Brown, but it seems like he's the odd man out. Because right now, this is Jason Tatum's team. And if you're the Boston Celtics right now, it seems like maybe Smart and Brown could be dealt in this offseason. Because I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. I really wouldn't be. If we don't see Marcus Smart or Jalen Brown, it seems like we're going to lose basically three out of the five starters from last season. And I wouldn't be upset. Well, basically, I'd be upset about the Jalen not so much Marcus Smart. Because here's the thing. Do I love Marcus Smart? Yes. He's a great player down in the post. He can shoot threes sometimes. But he needs to just work on his jump shot. His jump shot is not really good. If we can get someone that can shoot, maybe a Kyle Korver, Danny Green, wouldn't be a bad situation here for the Boston Celtics. If we could get Damian Lillard too, because I've been hearing rumors about, you know, Jason Tatum and Damian Lillard hitting each other up. So it could be a possibility that we could be Dame Don in the East, either with the 76ers or with the Boston Celtics. Well, in my favor, I hope that he really does sign with the Boston Well, gets traded to the Boston Celtics. I just have a feeling that Marcus Smart and Tristan Thompson could be involved in the deal. I wouldn't be upset with that because we have Al Horford, great position. He's basically the daddy of the Celtics, and I think that the Celtics can go far next year. I think Brad Stevens is going to be an excellent GM. I think he's going to make great moves. He's going to do great trades for the Celtics. He's going to sign a lot of great talent for the Boston Celtics. And banner number 18 is coming our way come next season. I can't wait. I'm really excited about this. But, guys, we are going to hit the break right now. When we return, we're going to talk about Chris Paul. And do the Suns actually have a chance to win this NBA Finals? We're going to be talking next. This is The Clutch. Their new concussion medication, Prevasol, helps repair nerves and promote cell growth. There, we can get the drug in the brain in less than five minutes. Uh, and our plan is when we get that diagnosis on the field of play, give the drug nasally, get it in the brain quickly. When it gets in the brain, it actually gets into the nucleus of your brain cells and it reduces swelling, inflammation, and oxidative stress at the same time. When Jake and I first talked about this many years ago. My One of my first questions was, will this help me? And he goes, no, this is for treatment immediately when a concussion or you think a concussion has occurred. Yeah. Uh, the acute problems that, that exist later on in life, uh, if we can take care of these at an early age and start getting some of these uh, things to our, our, our children and 
and grandchildren, you know, and we, I think we can make this, this game, our game, football, a safer place. And so the whole goal is we're trying to make life, we're trying to make the game safer. And so Odyssey and this drug, we believe can be a game changer, a game changer in so many different ways. Yes, on the football field, in the game of football, because that's where my passion lies, but also in the game of life. Hello and welcome back to the Clutch, guys. Thank you all for watching. Right now, let's talk about the NBA Finals right now. The Suns are back. Well, not back. The Suns are in the playoffs right now. They're in the finals. Like I said last show, I told you guys that they would make it. Game six, they beat the L.A. Clippers. They beat two L.A. teams, one Denver team, which is amazing right now. The Suns are definitely contenders, and I think that they could possibly beat the Bucs. It's going to be tough. It's not going to be an easy route to win the championship. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy for the Phoenix Suns. I think I think six. I'm going to say Suns in six. I say they win tomorrow night. They lose Sunday. They win Tuesday or Wednesday. And then they win on Friday. And then that's the series. Suns in five and six. I mean, I think that the Milwaukee Bucks, they are a talented team. With Giannis, Chris Middleton, don't get me started with Drew Holiday, Pat Covington, Brooke Lopez, all great young talent. I mean, not young, but veteran talent. But I just think the Suns want this championship more. And you can see it last night if you guys watched game one. Game one was a phenomenal win by the Suns. They won by 15, 118 to 103. Great win by Chris Paul, Devin Booker. Devin Booker has been the young Kobe Bryant right now. And I can't ask for a better series than this right now. I would have rather see the Hawks because I think it would have been a more easier way to defeat the Hawks. But I'm glad that the Suns are in it. You know, this team has been like the Cleveland Browns of every year. They've been bad, terrible. But Chris Paul and Jay Crowder have been the answer that the Phoenix Suns have been looking for for the past year. Now, I can't say much, but appreciation. I mean, here's the thing. Did I know once the trade was accepted from the OK City Thunder that the Suns were going to be finals contenders? No, I did not. I love the trade. I, I was really hoping that the Suns can somehow get better. And it seems like Chris Paul is their secret weapon. And I think that, you know, Go far. The Suns are going to win their win the finals. Suns and six. It's going to be a nice win for the Suns. And here's the thing I want to talk about that uh, Draymond Green said on TNT last night during the post game or pregame show. He said that Devin Booker is a hard worker, which is true, but he doesn't deserve to be on the Phoenix Suns right now. And here's the thing Devin Booker has been on the Phoenix Suns for his whole life. Ever since he was drafted, he's been on the Suns. But that comment by Draymond Green made me actually think and say, hmm, does Devin Booker want to be on? Well, of course he wants to be on the Suns, but actually made me think and say, hey, do you think after this season, like, you know, say if the Suns win the championship, which they probably will, will Devin Booker want to stay on the Suns? And of course he would. The Suns are his hometown team. He's been drafted by the Suns. He lives by the Suns. He dies by the Suns. 
he's a mobile homeboy for the Suns. I mean, he's been playing there for I don't know how long, seven, maybe eight years, and he's been doing fantastic for the team. I can't say nothing but positive stuff for him. He's been doing well. And Draymond, it's like, it's like, what are you saying? He fits the Suns organization well. He's not going to be like LeBron James and walk off his team. No. I think he stays on the Phoenix Suns for life. And I think, you know, if the, I, I think the Suns will, they have to definitely keep Chris Paul after all the situation that's happening. Because it seems like Chris Paul has been the answer that the Phoenix Suns have been waiting for. And this is great. This is amazing. For the Phoenix Suns, they found a point guard and a player, <coughs> excuse me, that can actually make them win a championship. And this is great. This is awesome that they finally found their secret weapon in Chris Paul. And you think there's no hate between Chris Paul. He's a, the most respected point guard in the league. Even though I really hate the Pat that really shoved him during game six. They was up 20, 30 points, and Pat Beverly shoved him with five minutes left during the timeout break. And, you know, Pat Beverly is another topic to talk about later on. I just think he's a snub. I, I really don't think Patrick Beverly is a great basketball player. I, I've hated him ever since. You know, he's just a snub. But, you know, Chris Paul has been showing that he wants to win this title. And he's been trying his whole life. He's been on New Orleans. He's been on the Clippers. He's been basically almost everywhere. Thunder. He's been on the Rockets. He's been he's been trying. I mean, who else doesn't want to try to win an NBA championship? But he's worked his butt off to get where he is today. I mean, the Oklahoma City Thunder, they couldn't make it in the bubble. Yes, they made the playoffs, but they couldn't beat the Houston Rockets, you know, Chris Paul's old team. So there's one stuff that went down the drain. And once this trade went down during the summer, I was like, oh, he went to the Suns. And here's the thing. The Suns have been a very bad team ever since the start of this league. They haven't been anywhere ever since Charles Barkley in 1993 or 83 or, or 95. Last time That was the last time the Suns were in the playoffs. So not even before I was born, two years the Phoenix Suns are finally in the NBA playoffs, and God, do they deserve it. This is their first time they've ever been in the playoffs. Not for Chris Paul, not for Jay Crowd, but for Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Payne. The Phoenix Suns deserve the championship, and I really hope it happens in the next couple of weeks or so because I think it can happen. This team has a lot of potential with Booker, Chris Paul, and don't forget Jay Crowder, and Payne too. You know, during, you know, the COVID protocols, when Chris Paul was out, Payne showed that he can actually play the point guard well. He's an excellent shooter. He can definitely defend. He can rebound. He was trying to show the leadership that Chris Paul was trying to show for the Phoenix Suns, and everyone looked up to him. D-Book, DeAndre Ayton, they all look up to Chris Paul like he's here, and he is. There's no hate towards Chris Paul. Everyone loves him. Even LeBron James tweeted, one down, three to go, which is great. And I can't emphasize this enough that I'm really excited to see that there's no LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Kawhi Leonard, San Antonio Spurs, or any team that has those players 
that are in the playoffs. This is great. This is fantastic that there's no the, – these are like un, unsolved teams, the Bucks and the Suns. Who would have called that the Milwaukee Bucks would have made the finals? Probably half of the world, but not, but not even them. No one would have said, oh, yeah, the Phoenix Suns coming out of the West, definitely they're making the playoffs. And definitely they're, they're going to be in the finals. But, you know, I like the underdog, but no, the Suns are not the underdog this year. They are the number two seed because of Chris Paul. The Phoenix Suns are in the playoffs because of how well Chris Paul has developed his team. And the coaching staff, too. You can't forget about them. But wasn't for the coaching staff for the Phoenix Suns, they wouldn't be here right now. You know, kudos to all the coaching staff, all the players for the Suns. The Suns deserve this. And you know who else deserved this? Chris Paul. Chris Paul definitely deserves a ring. He definitely deserves everything right now. It seems like this season is his season to do the best work that he can do to provide for his team. And I, I really can't see the Milwaukee Bucks surpassing the Suns because it seems like the Suns want the championship more. You can see it last night. Even when the Bucks were down by 2-3, the Suns kept pushing it and pushing it. D-Book was fueling it up. He was ready to go. And the Suns, they're going to win the championship. I'm going to call it on the show. My 10th episode, I'm going to call it. The Phoenix Suns will be the championships of the world in the NBA. And I can't express how happy I'll be for the Suns. The Suns haven't been a good team. They really haven't. They haven't strived well. This is the first time in the playoffs since 1994. It's been the last time they've made the playoffs. This is great. This is phenomenal. Chris Paul's team, yes. <coughs> and D-Book's team are in the finals right now. They're up 1-0. Game 2 is tomorrow night. I think the Suns go up 2-0. And by Sunday, they could possibly go up 3-0. But obviously, I think it goes 2-1. And then the Suns win one in Milwaukee. Then they finish up the game. They lose game five, but then win game six. But it would be nice to see them win game five in Phoenix, Arizona, so that they can top it off and be champions of the world. Because the Suns team deserves it. DeAndre Ayton, this is his first ever time being in the playoffs. Bucks first time. Jay Crowder's been in it many times. Chris Paul has been in it. No pains. Been up in there, here and there, but... You know, I think the Suns are a well-oiled machine with a heart of gold. I think they're going to dig for some more gold, and they could be the next curious team. They could be the LA Lakers, but a lot better. But they don't have LeBron, they don't have AD, Andy Drummond, which is great. They have, like, unknown players. I'm uh, sorry, we all know who he is. But, you know, this is a great team. Frank Kaminsky, he used to play ball. He's still on the team. This could be his first time winning a championship. He's been all around the league, you know, Frank Kaminsky, and he deserves a ring too, but not more than Chris Paul. Chris Paul for the Phoenix Suns will get his first one. I think he resigns with the Suns. I can't see any other teams going after him except for Phoenix. If the Phoenix Suns want to compete more and more, this is their man. <coughs> Chris Paul will be the answer that the Phoenix Suns have been looking for. If they want him to walk out there in free agency, which I cannot, I cannot and will not see that happen for the Phoenix Suns. It will not happen. 
Chris Paul will stay on the Phoenix Suns for life, and they'll be back in more championships and more playoff games too because they used to be the laughing stock. They used to be the Cleveland Browns football, but look at them now. They're smiling, having their heads held high, and they're having a great time and off to hopefully win an NBA championship because this team, man, this team has had a wild ride through these <laughs> playoffs. They've beaten the Lakers in six. They've swept the Nuggets. They've beaten the Clippers in six, and that is amazing. I think it would have been a different story if both AD and LeBron weren't injured and if Kawhi wasn't injured because I think that could have gone seven. I think the Lakers one could have gone seven too, but hey, that's not the story right now. The story is that LeBron James isn't in the playoffs or well, isn't in the championship. Same with Kawhi and same with Kevin Durant. And this is a great story to write off into the sunset. Because if, hey, they got three games to win, one, two, three, I think they can do it. This team has a lot of determination, a lot of harder gold to win some more games. And I think they can do it. I mean, Giannis, I really hope for the best for him. He's a great, young, talented player. Chris Middleton is great, too. Don't get me wrong. He's an excellent three-point shooter. He can defend. He can rebound. I hope nothing but the best for the Bucs, but I'm going Phoenix all the way. Suns in six. Beat Milwaukee. I think it's going to happen. Chris Paul will deserve and get his ring. Giannis will have many other chances. Same with Chris Middleton. You know, I really hope that Chris Middleton can face either LeBron James in next year's finals or maybe not, not a better team, but like maybe the Utah Jazz next season. But I can really see them doing well, the Suns. And I have nothing to say but good things for Chris Paul. I think he's going to strive well for the team. I think he's going to do amazing. But we are going to hit one more commercial break. When we return, how well are Red Sox doing on this West Coast trip? I'll answer you that next. This is The Clutch. I'm Devin Teledani. says their new concussion medication Prevasol helps repair nerves and promote cell growth. There, we can get the drug in the brain in less than five minutes. Uh, and our plan is when we get that diagnosis on the field of play, give the drug nasally, get it in the brain quickly. When it gets in the brain, it actually gets into the nucleus of your brain cells and it reduces swelling, inflammation, and oxidative stress at the same time. When Jake and I first talked about this many years ago, my, one of my first questions was, will this help me? And he goes, no, this is for treatment immediately when a concussion or you think a concussion has occurred. Yeah. Uh, the acute problems that, that exist later on in life, uh, if we can take care of these at an early age and start getting some of these uh, things to our, our, our children and 
and grandchildren, you know, and we, I think we can make this, this game, our game, football, a safer place. And so the whole goal is we're trying to make life, we're trying to make the game safer. And so Odyssey and this drug, we believe can be a game changer, a game changer in so many different ways. Yes, on the football field, in the game of football, because that's where my passion lies, but also in the game of life. Hello and welcome back to our final section of the clutch. I'm your main man, Devin Telgani. Now let's talk about the Red Sox. They went three and three on their West Coast trip against the A's. They went two for one, and just now against the Angels, they went one for two. So let's just recap those six games right here. So first game, the Red Sox won three to two against the A's, and then I think Saturday they lost against the A's. That was the extra inning game, and we will talk about that later, about why I want Matt Andrees off the team, and I want to see him in the Red Sox uniform at all. And then Sunday, they won one nothing. Monday, they won 5-4. Last night, they lost 5-3. And then just recently today, they lost 5-4. So let's just recap the 3-2 win against the Oklahoma Oakland A's. I, I was about to say Oakland A's, but Oakland A's. So here's the thing. Great game for the Red Sox. Kike Hernandez threw out a player at the plate during extra innings, and that's the win for the Red Sox. Now, we have to have a lot of appreciations for the Boston Red Sox. They are doing well. They're in first place right now. Yes, the Boston Red Sox right now are in first place. They're four games ahead of the Tampa Bay Rays. They could be possibly three and a half, but the Tampa Bay the Red Sox are doing amazing right now. So then game two against the Oakland Athletics, green game. We're up four, four to six, five, three or whatnot. And then you bring in Matt Andrees. This was the top of the 11th. <clears throat> we had a great single by Christian Vasquez. It was amazing. Great. We're in the lead, four, three. Everything's going swimmingly well. And then we have an RBI by Kike Hernandez. Everything's going great. But we have a two, we have a five-three lead. Then everything goes downhill from there. You bring in Matt Andrees, who has a 5.75 ERA. That's not good for the Boston Red Sox. That is really terrible for your Sox right there. Then he gives up. Three runs, walk off, uh, sack fly by Tony Kemp, <coughs> and then that's the series. Now Sunday's game was kind of a lag game. You know, there was nothing really exciting happening. You know, a ground ball, double play, RBI from uh, Alex or from uh, I think it was JD Martinez or Alex Verdugo, and that was basically the game. And then Matt Barnes sealed it with a win. And now we are heading into the Oakland, Oakland the Anaheim Angels. 5-4 win, great win. Hunter Renfro had a couple of hits there, here and there. Then last night, wow, last night's loss, Shohei Atani showed up. Had a couple RBIs, a couple hits, not really great performance for the Red Sox pitching by Nathan Ovaldi. He gave up, gave up three runs, and the Red Sox lost 5-3. Hunter Renfro hit a solo home run in the ninth inning, but nothing really exciting happening there. <clears throat> and Shohei Atani, wow. Let me get to him. Great pitcher. 
great, phenomenal pitcher for your Anaheim Angels. He's an amazing. He's in the you know All Stars. Great, great suit up, and and we have five All Stars too, which is great. JD Martinez, Xander Borgas, Rafi Devers, Barnes. And we got Nathan Navaldi. Great. We got five players <clears throat> in the American League All Stars, which is amazing. We've never had five American League All-Stars from the Red Sox unless it was 2018 and we won the World Series. So now that we have five players going for the All-Stars. Could, could be a possibility to win a World Series? I'd say so. Why not? You know, the Boston Red Sox are a very shocking team right now. <clears throat> you know, I wouldn't have expected them to be in first place as we speak. But they are showing things that, you know, we've never seen before. Pitching's great. Bullpen, Ottavino, and Whitlock are doing great. I can't ask for anything but, wow, <coughs> who we need to appreciate for these wins. Definitely Hunter Renflo. Oh, my God, his arm is fantastic, amazing. <laughs> Kike Hernandez, he's been a great pickup from the Dodgers. Christian Rowe, he's back from the other, which is great. He's been hitting some bombs here and there. He did a grand slam through the shot. And just recently in game one against the Angels, he's hit a home run. But Shohei Atani, I can't say nothing but wow. He's leading the American League in home runs, which is great, amazing. I can't say nothing but a good riddance for him. He's going to be, he's probably going to be the AL MVP. I really hope so. I, you know, Shohei definitely deserves it. Like, no one's talking about how well he's become a pitcher and a hitter at the same time. <clears throat> you know, he has 32 home runs, 70 RB closest in the RBIs. You know, Rafi Devers is behind hit in home runs. But, Shohei, what, like, what's going on? He's pitching well, but the Angels are doing well, which is sad. Mike Trout is on the injury list. Like, what is going on with the Angels here? What's going on? I can't say anything but, you know, good things for Shohei Otani. I really hope the Angels strive well. They win a couple games. You know, Welsh has been hitting a couple home runs. He has 22 home runs right now, and he has a lot of RBIs, which is, whew, that's amazing for Walsh and both Shohei Otani. You know, <clears throat> I, I never heard of this guy Walsh before. He just picked up in the draft class. And he's been doing great things for the Anaheim Angels, you know. I really hope the Angels can strive well. <clears throat> I really hope so. But, you know, I think this team can definitely make a great playoff run in high Angels. And Boston Red Sox, don't get me wrong. My, my Sox are doing fantastically well. <clears throat> you know, the All-Star game's coming up this week. We have three more games left. We have home against the Phillies. That'll be a night game. <clears throat> then we have a day game against the Phillies and another day game Sunday. So I can't say nothing but great stuff for the Boston Red Sox heading in to the All-Star break. He'll <clears throat> be possibly up by maybe five, six games. Maybe if the Rays keep on losing more, which will be great. I mean, <clears throat> Hunter Renfrow, I mean, I didn't know he was going to do this well. Ten home runs for a newcomer? That's amazing. Frenchie Cordero, <clears throat> he's he's been here and there. I'm glad he's down with the Blue Sox. You know, he doesn't deserve to be on this team. You know, I thought when we picked him up, I thought it was a great idea to have him <clears throat> play left field. But he's been ranking a couple home runs in, in Worcester. I've watched one game there. He did okay. He had a triple. 
double, but I think he's good staying there for now. I think <clears throat> next player that the Sox could call up from the Woo Sox, and I've been talking to a staff member there, is uh, Justin Durant because he's been ranking there. 24 home runs, 20 home runs. I think by the all-star break, they could call him up if we have another player that, that goes down. So I think this team has a lot of potential. <clears throat> and I think by the end of September, we could be talking Red Sox postseason baseball because if this team keeps playing like they're playing right now, you bet your butts that we will be hoisting that World Series trophy. <coughs> we can't thank anyone <clears throat> without score. Man, has he been a big boost for the Red Sox right now. He's been doing amazing stuff. I mean, Ron Ernicky, terrible manager <clears throat> for us last season. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, but he's been doing great ever since Ron Ernicky hasn't been the manager, even though he was supposed to be our manager last season because of the whole cheating scandal. But Alex Cora is basically the answer that the Red Sox need, just like I have been talking about how Chris Paul has been the <clears throat> oh my God, excuse me, the secret weapon that the Suns need. Alex Cora is the position player that and the coach that the Red Sox are looking for. He's going to stay on the Red Sox long term. You know, he fights back, he can argue back, which is great. You need someone with fiery, with redemption. You need players and coaches like that. And that is why having Alex Cora as our manager suits us well. <clears throat> I can't see us getting any other manager. And he's lovable here in Boston. You know, ever since winning us first World Series back two years ago, he's been a lovable guy. I can't say anything but positive things about Alex Cora. Alex Cora is definitely the answer <clears throat> that the Red Sox have been looking for. And he's been a great guy. He knows how to, you know, manage well. He knows how to pull pitchers. And, you know, he has a lot of fun. <clears throat> in the Red Sox dugout, the new home run cart team, phenomenal, great thing. And, you know, Red Sox are going to stay in first place for probably the rest of the baseball season. It's going to be great to see that the Boston Red Sox are finally winning games and actually having fun. Because here's the thing. During the trade deadline, do we need some pitchers? I think so. It'll be nice to pick up a couple here and there. <clears throat> maybe we pick up some reliefs from maybe, I don't know, Washington, maybe Atlanta. Uh, you know, I have a good feeling that, you know, hitting-wise, we're good. We're great. Christian Royals, fine. You know, Marlon Gonzalez, yeah, he's hurt here and there. Uh, you know, Danny Santana has been a great pickup that we got from the Texas Rangers. I think he's going to suit the team well. It looks like he's having fun. He's thrown <clears throat> a couple people out here and there, which is phenomenal, which is great for the Boston Red Sox. And this team is just fun to watch. I would have never expected, as I'm talking right now, that the Red Sox would be in first place as we speak. I would expect them to see maybe third, fourth, have like, you know, Tampa Bay, Yankees, <clears throat> Blue Jays, Red Sox, Orioles. We're seeing like, you know, the Red Sox in second, third. But the, I, I have nothing else to say, but, you know, good things about the Boston Red Sox. Like, they're a great team. They're fun to watch. You know, I love the home run cart thing. It's an amazing thing to see. But, you know, this team is finally fun to watch. I mean, they were fun to watch, you know, here and there. But, you know, being in first, it, it feels weird. 
for Boston Red Sox fans to say, like, you know, we're in first because usually, you know, right now we're talking about wild card and, you know, will we make the playoffs or not? But, you know, JD's been ranking in the home run. You know, Devers has, has had an amazing year this year. And, you know, I have nothing else to say but good things for the Boston Red Sox. And, you know, I hope they make the playoffs and win the World Series. But, guys, this is going to end this week's episode of The Clutch. Thank you for tuning in, as always. We're going to hit <clears throat> episode number 11 next week, so stay tuned. I will see you guys next week. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Let's go, Sox, and I'll see you in episode 11 of The Clutch. Have a wonderful week, guys.